0: How's it going, everybody? You're very welcome along to another episode of the Fantasyland FPL podcast. Myself, Stephen Gilroy, Darryl Ruan is here alongside me once again. FPL is almost back. The World Cup is over. And next Monday, we will witness the first games of Game Week 17. So in this podcast today, we're going to try and cover a lot. We do realize we have an awful lot to cover. But just to give you a small bit of a breakdown of what we're going to cover, we're going to look at the defenders midfielders strikers and uh goalkeepers for game week 17 we've done a full list i've decided to take the goalkeepers and the defenders and dara's taken the midfielders and the strikers so we have a fairly comprehensive list ahead of game week 17 so whether you're just having a play around with your squad or you're trying to find the last few pieces of the puzzle hopefully we'll be able to come up with a couple of ideas for yourself to uh, go ahead and uh, make a few changes We'll also be taking some questions from our listeners We'll be speaking about the second chance league That's been highly advertised on the FPL website And what that is all about And we will go into some Game Week 17 plans Again, nothing too major We might touch on Game Week 17 captaincy also Dara, how are you keeping?
1: Good Steve, how are you getting on?
0: Not so bad now Looking forward to finishing up work for the Christmas And having a couple of pints and eating all around me Isn't that what it's all about? Exactly Taking some time off and relaxing. Love it. Um, just before we get into FPL stuff, obviously we're looking forward to game 17 We're looking forward to get back into the, the swing of things. The World Cup final. We, we wouldn't be able to go any further without mentioning it. What an absolute spectacle it was. Argentina 2-0 up. I felt watching it that they were far too emotional. I seen Di Maria crying after the second goal. I was like, these boys, they need to be careful or they could lose the head. Then I just, I was out, I was just literally came back from doing something uh, out in town on Saturday, or Sunday rather, and then I came in and Mbappe literally just got the penalty, got the second goal, and I'm like, what is happening here? Unbelievable scenes. What, what did you make of it all?
1: It was incredible. Yeah, incredible stuff. Like, from the, up to the 75th minute, 80th minutes Argentina just seemed to, have the game oh. wrapped up yeah they were just very good and their tactics were good and the other players were playing well and then just Mbappe kicked into form and just turned things around and at some stages it looked like Argentina were going to lose it and it would have been I would have felt so bad for them because they kind of deserved to win it over the, the period of yeah. most of the game mm. so incredible and it just goes to show like Mbappe up until then was just Quiet and he was kind of yeah. marked out didn't of the have game. A kick, did he really? Yeah. Um. And then just players like that, world class, can kick they into can form it, and yeah. do do out special things. Yeah, exactly. And I thought I I know there were penalties in that, but still, like he's was it his second goal or his third goal. His second one was uh, unbelievable. Second yeah. one, yeah. yeah, it was he very scored good. Three
0: penalties, didn't he?
1: Yeah. Once he scored the first one, it just looked like he was going to score more. Um. Yes. So yeah, it was good stuff, incredible, and give a shout out to the likes of McAllister there in midfield for Argentina was excellent and uh, DePaul as well was very good and obviously the main man Messi, he, he was yeah, very very good as really well good. he kept them in the game and yeah. just magic as well yeah deserves it to be fair you know he's
0: the greatest of all time and there's absolutely no doubt about that but what an absolute yeah. fo- best World Cup final I've ever seen and I've only been watching World yeah. Cups maybe since 98 say yeah, yeah it's the best I've ever seen anyways but... so
1: exciting so exciting and yeah. um, Martinez as well the goalkeeper he was yeah. he's, a, he's a character colourful he? he's... colourful
0: enough now for sure yeah he's a
1: person he's a good he's a personality alright and he uh, that save he made was
0: was towards the end of uh, extra time wasn't it yeah, yeah.
1: That, was ga- that was game over that was France it was going to be 4-3 so yeah. he kept them in the game yeah they do owe
0: an awful lot to him especially in the shootouts in the previous rounds as well so Fair yeah. play to Argentina, world champions. Lionel Messi, champion uh, of the world. He's completed the football and CV, as you could say. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing left for the man to win. Um, only a Mayo Super League title, maybe, if he ever fancy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe he might come
0: and play. Yeah. Ballyglass, yeah. Glass, would he? Never know. <laughs> um, okay, right. We've got to get through, so we might as well just jump straight into it. I, I mentioned at the start of the podcast, I have put together a list of goalkeepers and defenders. So I have them here beside me. And I'm just gonna I'm like this list, I suppose, is based on how I think a lot of these players, you know, shape up for the second half of the season. So some of them you may agree with, some of them you may not, but there's a big enough list anyways. Uh so I'll start with the goalkeepers. Uh in no particular price point or price order, I'm gonna start with um four million. Start with four four point one million. So Danny Ward is the first name on the list. 4.1 million, 28% owned. He's got six clean sheets this season, which is actually pretty surprising considering how you know poor Leicester were defensively for long periods of time as it started the season. He is highly owned. I'd say that's probably going to continue because of his price point. Gives people a bit of flexibility with their, uh, with their finances with regards to the squad. David Rea is the next name on the list. I like this guy a lot. 4.6, 4.6 million, uh, 7.3% owned. He's got four clean sheets this season and two double-digit hauls. So I think in back-to-back games in the first half of this, year, this season, he got two 10-point hauls. So that's absolutely huge. And he seems to be fairly consistent with the bonus points from the saves that he makes. And playing for you know a decent team in Brentford, they're not bad. Uh, Guetia of Crystal Palace is the next name on the list. 4.5 million, three clean sheets this season. I think the only worry he would have with him is that Palace are a little bit up and down at times. And again, there's better options uh, out there instead of them. But if you wanted to go for something different, then absolutely go ahead. Martinez then, next name on the list, as we've just been talking about, uh, unbelievable performances for Argentina in the World Cup. He's 4.9 million. I have a question mark in my notes here, just saying Villa defence. So I don't know, you know, Villa have been pretty poor at times again like we're just looking for them to probably uh, improve their form a little bit but i'm sure if he carries on his form from the world cup then it'll be very good uh sanchez then is the next name 4.6 million he's a popular pick anyway playing for brighton he always has been the last couple of years um i think he started at like 4 million last year he went up to 4.5 million this year so he again is a, probably a pretty steady option he's a bit like david rea Gets the bonus points, makes a lot of saves and all around a solid choice. And finally, for the 4 million and uh, or 4 to 5 million goalkeepers is Ramsdale, 4.9 million. Um, playing for Arsenal, a lot, he would have been a very popular pick towards the back end of last year. Again, collects a lot of bonus points from saves that he makes and playing for a fairly good team in Arsenal, the league leaders. So they are the 4 million to 5 million goalkeepers. So now 5 million and up. We have Jose Sa of Wolves. He is 5.1 million. Um, he is probably, he's a little bit on the expensive side. I'm playing for Wolves, I suppose. Wolves are in a bit of bother at the moment with relegation, you know, and they're just trying to, you know, get out of that situation. I don't know if I'd go for a keeper that is 5 million. I'm playing for a team in the bottom three. So, I would avoid, but he has uh, come up with some big hauls in the last couple of months, as far as I know. Uh, Nick Pope, the next name, is 5.3 million. He's 21% owned, pretty highly owned in the game. That's probably going to continue. A lot of people like to go Pope, Trippier, and Almiron. That seems to be the Newcastle triple up at the moment. And if you don't have Pope, then you go maybe Trippier, Almiron, Wilson, you know, depends on which way you want to go. Um, so he's 5.3 million. I've had him since my wild card uh, I don't know if he'll survive. I think I'm a fan of the cheaper goalkeeper, to be honest. Um, next up is uh, Paul. Po- oh no, sorry. Po- I've said Pope already. Uh, Allison and Ederson. So they're 5.4 and 5.5 million respectively. Again, I've never been, a, as I said, I've never been a fan of the more expensive goalkeeper. They do play for good teams, And Ederson, the odd time, has an assist in him, and so does Allison for that matter. But you know, I just I'm I'm happier to spend 4.1 million on a Danny Ward or 4.5 million, 4.6 million on David Rea, and have a little bit more flexibility with my squad. So they're the goalkeepers that I have on my list. You can go for any of them, they're all pretty good options, to be honest. Uh, some of them are more popular than others. I suppose Ward and Pope are the two most popular options that you'll see people transfer in for game week 17 moving on to the defenders so again no particular price order these are just a list of defenders that i you know think will do well for the second half of the season batman at newcastle 4.4 million he with he's probably up against the likes of trippier and fabian Schar. so fabian Schar is 4.9 million batman's 4.4 correct me if i'm wrong darrell is batman starting for newcastle at the moment or is it seem to be Schar more batman is playing center back alongside dan Byrne, isn't he <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I think it was Shar started a lot of games and then, um, I think Botman came in, but I I think they're kind of rotating a little bit with Dan Byrne. Yeah, yeah, Um, it'd be interesting to see, anyways. But I think, I think Shar
0: probably at 4.9 million is the more nailed on pick. He's probably played a little bit more, but we'll have to wait and see how Newcastle line up in their first game of game week 17. There's the two Newcastle options obviously, Trippier 5.9 million. I don't think we need to go into too much detail about that. He's going to be the first name on a lot of people's squads, to be honest. He's going to churn out them FPL points for the second half of the season. Then we have, I have Varane at 4.8 or Dalo at 4.8. Now, I think a lot of people prefer uh, Dalo because he's a wing back and there's more opportunity for attacking returns there. But keep an eye on Varan at 4.8 million. Still a pretty cheap option. You know, he's playing alongside Lissandro Martinez. Um, and United look a little bit more solid with them two playing in that position. Uh, next up, Cash, 4.6 million. Villa Defence, question mark again. I don't know if he's the answer to any, you know, 4 million defenders. So I would avoid. Lewis Dunk is 4.7 million playing for Brighton, 5.2% owned. Good fixtures for Brighton in the uh, upcoming games. So he will be a good option. Saliba, 5.3 million, 35% owned of Arsenal. And Gabriel is 5.2. Either of them are a decent option as well. Not bad at all. Cancelo then and Diaz. Cancelo is 7.4 million. Playing for Man City, Diaz is 5.9. Not many people talking about Diaz. I suppose there's the likes of Trippier and different defenders out there. So they just can't fit him in. But Cancelo is definitely going on my list anyways. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold 7.2 million Robinson 6.8 million Uh, Trent keep an eye on him because Liverpool's fixtures are decent and if he comes back into any sort of form you could just slot him back in but for now I think Robinson is the better option at 6.8 Perisic of Spurs 5.5 million again is he nailed on is is he going to be playing you know an amount of games that are going to make us have a bit of trust in him uh, Start for Spurs, we'll have to wait and see, but still a decent price point. Then the rest of the players then, Tyreek Mitchell Tyreek Mitchell of Crystal Palace, 4.5 million. Good bench option, plays every game. Seems to be nailed on in that Crystal Palace team. Patrick Vieira seems to like him, so I'd be happy to have him as a bench option. Nico Williams, he's going to stay on the list because he's so cheap, 4 million, and he offers a little bit of flexibility with funds. And finally then, uh, I have Kukarela, and uh, Koulibaly, Koulibaly, not so much. I kind of just jotted him down as as a reference. But Kukurela, he's probably going to play a little bit now. But I see uh, that James is back as well. James played a full, uh, I think he played 60 or 70 minutes. He could play the full 90, I'm not sure, in a friendly for Chelsea a couple of nights ago. And um, yeah, I mean, if, if he's fit, I'll definitely consider picking him too. That is the goalkeepers and the defenders. Uh, that is is it's a lot of names there. In fairness, but you know they're all decent options. I would be happy picking most of them players. Uh, a few of them are kind of just players that you just keep an eye on for for the time being and see how they get on. But um, yeah, basically that's it. Defenders, goalkeepers covered. Uh, Dara, you're going to take over and do the midfielders and the strikers. What have you got for us?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I'll start off with the midfielders, and I've I've just put them here on a on a spreadsheet, and I kind of have. The main one's in green, and then from some clubs, I have uh, players that are in amber, so they're kind of, you could have them as well, at the, depending on their price point. So I'll start off with uh, United, Manchester United, so Marcus Rashford, uh, 6.7, they seven. They're very good run of fixtures, and he has been in form before the last game, game week, and during the World Cup, I think he got three goals, so he, he's kind of playing a lot better. There as well, you could also have Bruno if you have the extra funds. He had a good World Cup and he's someone that takes set pieces and penalties. So you could also have him for United. And I think the run of fixtures is a big thing factor for for that. Also, in amber here, I have Ericsson. Price point, he's cheaper than Rashford and Bruno. And he's someone that was in very good form before the uh, World Cup and they didn't get too far. So he should be... Okay, uh, rested enough. I think he got 13, 2, and 8 points in his last three games. That's Ericsson. Then I have Salah. He's fresh, wasn't at the World Cup. He's rested, decent run of fixtures, good form before the World Cup. So he's definitely someone that a lot of people are bringing back in. Then I have De Bruyne for uh, City. He is 12.6. So Salah's 12.8. So he's 2.2 cheaper. Decent run of fixtures for the first the next two game weeks. Um, good form before the World Cup. So I think most people will either have one of those, so a Salah or De Bruyne. Some people yeah. might bring in replace De Bruyne with Salah because he's fresher, he wasn't at the World Cup. So I think that's just a decision most people will, will have to make. And um, for City then and Amber here, I have a Foden. So if you can't afford De Bruyne, maybe you'll get a Foden in. Uh again there's a risk of rotation with him so i would be very cautious but i added him because if he does play he's quality and he gets goals and assists so yeah he's definitely one to watch then arsenal here i've three players um so odegaard i have down here first he's 6.4 and good decent run of fixtures he was in very good form before the world cup he didn't play in the world cup so he'd be fresh then I have a Saka who's 8 million and then a Martinelli who's 6.8. So if you can't afford Saka, you get in maybe a Martinelli and then like Odegaard is cheaper again. He's 6.4. I've put down here Kulusevski. We haven't heard much of him this season at all, but yeah. I think he wasn't at the World Cup either. Mm. He's Swedish, isn't he? Uh, so uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Good run of fixtures. Yeah. Um, Someone that might come into form. I think where Charleston is out injured for a while. Uh, so someone at that 8 million bracket we might be able to bring in. Um, then I have Zaha, which I kind of always contemplate putting him in any list because I've never had any luck with him. But I think for some people he has done well and he's very sporadic. He's He can be brilliant for a game or two and then he'll drift out. And he won't get many points. Yeah, he is frustrating, but they're playing. They're home to Fulham. They're away to Bermit. Away to Spurs. Um, he's got like zero, twelve, and two. So he's, you know, he's someone that could get you the points for one week if, if you want to put a, a punt on him. For um Palace as well, uh Michael Olise, um he's five point four. He could be a cheaper option. He's a player that's kind of been on form as well. Uh, he's. Been playing quite well. Someone that you could take a punt on. Then I have Almiron from Newcastle. He is 5.8. One of the form. Probably one of the players of the season so far. Um, Newcastle are in form. He's someone that obviously people a lot of people will have him or got him in already. He's a good price as well. Pereira. Andreas Pereira from Fulham. Very cheap. 4.6. They have okay fixtures. And he's someone there that's going to play every game. And I think he takes some set pieces. And if Mitrovic doesn't play, he'll take penalties as well. In um, amber then here, I've Mount, another one that hasn't been doing this well at all this season, really, compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chelsea have good fixtures. He's 7.5. He might be a bit cheaper than, say, your, uh, Foden or your Saka. Foden's 8.3. And Saka's 8. So that 0.5 cheaper. Chelsea are... Home to Bournemouth, um, away to Forest, and then they're home to City. So you could take a risk with him. So that's my midfield, uh, and they're the ones that I've kind of picked out that going by fixtures and going by maybe form before. I know a break in between could change things completely, and the likes of Mount could come into big form now because yeah. he's had that break away from the Premier League. I know he played a bit in the World Cup, yeah. Um, and then some of the players there didn't play in the World Cup, so they'll be they'll be wet, rested and ready to go. So I'll move on to the forwards next, unless you've anything to add there for the midfielder, Steve. No, nope. looks pretty good.
0: You uh, you had Bruno there anyway. Um, I put up a thing about Bruno this morning on Twitter, mm. and uh, yeah, you're right. Like he's he's not totally overlooked. I know people are thinking about him. I know like nine point eight million. Them Just them three fixtures. I think them three fixtures in a row. And I remember last season, I took a punt on Bruno for a two, three week period and it actually worked out great. I think I captained him maybe a couple of times and it worked out mm. really good. And as, as you say, he's had a good World Cup. He was, you know, what, what were we saying there? He was top of a chart uh,
1: in the World yes. Cup for
0: performance. On Once average pace, performance, kind of yeah,
1: yeah. Average performance out of ten, I think it was. And he was up in the top three, even though he got only got to this quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, so that was compared to like I think Griezmann might have been top. Yeah. Um and Messi and that. But he, he was yeah, high performance. He scored a couple of goals and, and I think he might have a sister too. So yeah, yeah.
0: If he's in the forum, if he's in the form at all, then he's definitely a player that I consider. And but
1: um yeah. You remember that Ronaldo's gone. as well and I think whenever Ronaldo and Bruno played together Bruno didn't play as well I don't know why but it seemed to be a lot of the time that would happen yeah
0: yeah but no very good very good midfielder list to be fair Um, kind of covers all the angles and um, yeah definitely some good options there how about the strikers
1: so the strikers is a shorter list uh, not as many strikers as the midfielders so we have first here, obviously the main the main man Haaland he's 12.2 He's going to be most people's captain this week as they're away or this weekend they're away to Leeds and he's been he'll be fresh you know, yeah. and rested and re-energized after playing not playing in the World Cup, so definitely I think most people have him anyway. It probably yeah. won't be stick the taken out. Don't, don't think about it. Yeah, I I would assume that would be most people's decision. Next one here is Wilson had a decent. Uh, Whenever he came on for England, he didn't play that much, but I thought he was good. Like he played well. I would've liked to see more of him. Um, but he got or he's seven point four, so he's a he's a good option there. They've away to Leicester, home to Leeds, away to Arsenal. He was playing quite well before the World Cup as well. Then I have Kane, eleven point six. Um he's Kane is Kane, he'll get your points, penalties, whatever, he's assists as well. Away to Brentford, home to Villa, and then away to Palace. So, not uh, decent fixtures there as well. Then I have Nunes, Darren Nunes for Liverpool. He's nine. He went out early in the World Cup. He was playing quite well before the World Cup. Or twice got, before the World Cup, didn't he? Yeah, he got. What did he get before the World Cup? He got um, like 14, I think it was, or
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, thir- 13, yeah, 14 yeah. points he got. Mm-hmm. And I think he played very well there. He played in a friendly. Liverpool played maybe Milan. And I Mm. think he got a goal or two in that. So, yeah, someone definitely to look at. Mitrovic then is next. 6.8. And fixtures are okay. He wasn't playing that well, really. He was kind of injured before the World Cup. So, hopefully he's he's kind of back now and fit. And like Serbia went out a little bit earlier. So, he had a little bit of a break. Um, they're away to Fuller, way to Palace, home to Southampton, and away to Leicester. Uh, so definitely someone to look at. So, they're the main ones in green I have here for strikers, and you're probably going to have three of those three out of the five. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of picked two here that could be like a bit of a punt, like Michael Alesi in midfield and in Eddie and Ketia for Arsenal because Jesus is out injured. So Enketia yes. is probably going to play more. He's six point five. Um, he's anytime I've seen him, really, I'd be quite impressed by him. Like he gets goals when he does play. Mm. He's a pacey player. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you wanted the likes of a Haaland and a Kane together, you might get someone cheaper like Enketia, and then have your Salah or your De Bruyne in midfield, maybe. Mm-hmm. So the next one is Martial. Ronaldo's gone. Martial. He has, I know we've had our doubts about him, and he's very a player that's kind of he can be hot streaks and then he doesn't play well yeah, for a while. But time. when he does, he has some quality and he's gonna play more. And I think he's been playing well under Ten Hag. So he is six point seven. Similar to it's similar to Enketia, you could say. Um, but the fixture is probably a bit better. Uh so home to Forest, away to Wolves, yeah. home to Burmouth. And if he plays he definitely will get a couple of goals. So they are the main strikers, and they are all the midfielders at all their price points and the fixtures there and and the form. Um. So yeah, that's the list that I've done. Very good.
0: We we got through that fairly well. I think I must say, uh, for for a lot of names there uh, and a lot of price points and stuff to go through, uh, we got through a fair bit. So, like I said, if you're kind of, I suppose playing around with your squads and you're trying to find you know that last piece of the puzzle then hopefully that short list can give you a little bit of clarity on it because I know i I literally opened up the FBL app maybe last week seriously for the first time in a while and you know you're you're kind of like it's nice to be able to come back with a new squad for game week 17 to be honest because it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a Underwhelming first half. You know, first half of the season. A lot of people, you know, struggling with their rank and something mm. like that. Like, Darry, you're not doing too bad, um, uh, and I'm still inside the the top 600k. So, like, there's still work to do, but it's not too bad. Like, it gives us a chance to kind of move on. But yeah, hopefully uh, that list helps. If we've missed anything, then please let us know uh, at Fantasyland FPL on Twitter. I suppose I should have mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Make sure you head on over to Spotify. Type in the Fantasyland FPL podcast. You'll find us there. Hit that subscribe button, leave a rating, and we would very much appreciate it. With that, we will move on to the questions from our listeners. So I'll start off with the one question that we have on Twitter, I suppose, Zara. So it's a question from uh, Donica Moran. He asks, should I play Sterling over Bruno for game week 17? So he obviously either has the two of them, or he's looking to uh, just swap one for the other. So Chelsea have a game against Bournemouth, and United play uh, Forest. Yeah, that's as far as I know. That's right. Um, yeah, two good fixtures. Two good fixtures. Mm. But for me personally, I prefer Bruno. Just talking about Bruno there. I prefer. I think if if you want to go. That kind of way. You get Bruno in, keep him for the three fixtures and see what happens. What do you reckon? Mm. Obviously, Sterling's not really, he's not done anything incredible this season. He's actually, and you know, the, the whole thing that's going on in his personal life at the moment now, um, mm. you know, he had to return, return home from the World Cup, stuff like that. Um, that could impact it too, you wouldn't know.
1: Yeah. Does he have both or is he thinking, or does he have one or is he thinking of getting... Buying one
0: in. I think he by the sounds of the question, I think he is both. The question just was should I play uh Sterling over
1: Bruno? So that yeah, I would probably that be that Yeah, I would probably be the same as you. I'd be Bruno, I would say. Um Bruno could even be like an outside shout for a differential captain. Yeah, uh, 100%. So, yeah, on on form and, and the World Cup and just everything fixtures I would probably go with Bruno even though like Chelsea are home to Bournemouth and then they're away to Forest where United are home to home to Forest and then away to Wolves and then home to Bournemouth but Chelsea's third game there is City so that's yeah with The Bruno, that would probably sway it for the with Bruno and yeah. all the form and fixtures
0: there's just a higher ceiling for attack of returns really isn't there? there's a lot more potential there in Bruno so I think the short answer from the, from the both of us but if you look at it in a bit more context then, uh, yeah, it's Bruno for sure. I would definitely play Bruno. So thanks for the question, Duna Camoran. He's a new enough follower to the Twitter page. So cheers for that. Uh, Dara, do you want me to read up the two questions from the lads or will I fire away? Uh,
1: I yeah, know. I can read the, I can read yeah, them you go for yeah. it there. Yeah. Uh, I'll go for Joe Comfey You sent in a question. Um, which players are the going Eastman. to the big Leeds supporter? East, 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 yeah. East, East. Massive, massive leads in Mayo Whoa. supporter. Uh, which players are going to be affected the most uh from coming back from the World Cup? So like uh affected physically, mentally, kind of tired. I think that's what he means. Um, so I kinda few players here kind of jot it down. For France, you have Hugo Lloris you have uh Varane, looked absolutely gassed at that yeah. the end of that game. Yeah. And he's he's prone to injury. So I think he's someone that would might need a bit of a break. Uh, then you have Canate played a bit for France. I think that's the Kanate that plays for Liverpool. Yes, the center back, it is. Yeah, possibly him as well. Um, but the thing about those three, not a lot of people there wouldn't be high percentage owned in fancy football, so I don't think it's going to affect a lot of people. Um, the other ones then for Argentina, you have McAllister, I think he's going to be largely affected. Because with winning and celebrating, and he played every game, and he was very, very good, one of the players of the tournament. Uh, And it's hard to believe he plays for Brighton. So I think he signed a new contract there recently, so they'll be delighted with that. The other one then is Alvarez. But the thing is, he doesn't really play for City. So I don't think it's going to affect him. So if if he doesn't play against Leeds, or come on, he's rested, he'll be fine. Or he might not be even back. There's talk of... Uh, some of those players not being back for the for the game week seventeen yeah. uh, the Argentinian players then I have Martinez in goal for Argentina he's Villa he he'd probably I, be I affected I, as well
0: yeah I, I can't see him being too like
1: tired though Martinez no, no probably not the keepers no, but no but I think more so from celebrations and stuff celebrating yeah. and just coming down from that high like yeah, and he's, yeah especially yeah. with with, like, him, he was just completely, he was going nuts. Whatever, yeah. Like, he's a character. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, they wouldn't be as physically, I don't think, as the as the other players. Then I have the other Martínez for United, didn't play in the final. Mm-hmm. So, he'll be a little bit more rested. And I don't think he'll be affected as much. He'll come straight back in whenever that is. Yeah. Then, I have two more. Perisic for Croatia might be. Played yeah. in the third place playoff. Played all the games. It's quite yeah. good. For He plays for Spurs. And then, thing about it is, Zeech is the other player from Morocco, but he doesn't really hey, play in Chelsea. Nah,
0: not really, no. And he's probably so, on his way out, to be honest, as
1: well, as far as I know. It, it looks like it, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't think we're going to be largely affected yeah. most of our main players in our teams likes, now.
0: What about the likes of Harry Kane? Harry Kane, at times, I was just going to say... Yeah. I was gonna say on a on, yeah. a on a different podcast thing was last week or whenever we did our last one. I said, yeah. you know, men, mentally, like I mean, he has looked tired at
1: times. Yeah, Kane. Kane could be a uh, someone, and as, and mentally with that miss, yeah. could play on his mind. Or might not. Uh, he might relish the chance not, just to get back to. Yeah, the Premier I League. I think he's scoring goals. A, a, I think he's a strong. I think he's strong mentally, and I don't think yeah. that will affect he him as much mean, as yeah, it. Yeah. I suppose he it wouldn't, wouldn't mean, affect other players. 000.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. yeah. And I was listening to another podcast there this morning, and they were thinking that he's the type of player that will think about it, and then the next day you'll kind of focus and get back into trading. And I don't think it'll affect them as much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're the main ones. I don't think we're going to be affected as much. No. Um. No. Our our teams aren't going to be affected, but to to no. to look at football terms, if you take away from FPL they're the players that probably be yeah. most affected or tired. Very good. Um, Another
0: yeah. question there from Michael Moran.
1: Yes, Michael Moran has said, what teams have the best fixtures over the next few weeks? Um, so, I jotted down a few of the teams. So, I said, Manchester United, home to Forest, away to Wolves, home to Bournemouth, and you have Manchester City uh, away to Leeds, home to Everton, but their third game there is away to Chelsea, which could be a little bit tricky. So, you but still at City so like they can always get points then I have Chelsea they're home to Bournemouth away to Forest and then they're home to City but I think they have a double game week in 19 so you have City and away to Fulham so definitely targeting some Chelsea players then I looked at the other ones outside say the top 6 you have Palace are home to Fulham away to Bournemouth home to Tottenham you could have a Zaha there or whatever other players you're looking at an Eze or a Lisi And then you have Southampton, who haven't been great this year, but their fixtures are okay. You have uh, home to Brighton, away to Fulham, and home to Forest. So there you might have a Ward-Prowse or someone like that. I don't know. You might get in, but I wouldn't myself personally be looking at anyone from Southampton. No. Uh, They're the main ones. Arsenal, kind of as an outside shouter, home to Fulham, away to Brighton, home to Newcastle. Looks like okay fixtures, but like they could be quite tough as well. Like Brighton and Newcastle have been doing okay. West Ham is never easy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you have any to add to that or you've looked at any other fixtures. Nope. Absolutely not. Sounds good. Um, uh, and yeah. I've one more question here for you, Steve, from a joint one from right. Neve and Joe Confy well, and Michael Lamorne. What's this going to be? So who's going to win the next World Cup? Is there a question?
0: Who's going to win the next World Cup? Yeah. The next World Cup? Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't follow you. (laughs) What team's going to win the next World Cup? What team's going to win the next World World Cup? Yeah, they want a prediction for four years' time. Oh, right, okay.
0: I would say, I would say uh, France or maybe, uh, geez, you kind of of caught me on the spot there now, to be honest. I didn't know what kind of, that's like an open-ended question. I would say France or maybe Brazil. Okay. Not England, though.
1: They no. definitely won't. We'll we'll write these down and we'll see you in four years' time. I literally had no idea where you were going with that <laughs> question. No,
0: I literally I thought I didn't know what you were gonna say. I was like, What? <laughs> this world cup just so we, finished. Let us enjoy that. And then we we'll... I
1: said that I said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, France, France or Brazil. France, who I, did you say?
0: I, uh France or Brazil. I think France will win the next one, to be honest. I think Mbappe, yeah, they could. I think Mbappe is just gonna like get better. Like him losing mm. that final, not say, not saying that it doesn't matter, but that man could win another
1: two World Cups
0: in his career yeah.
1: if he wanted. Do you know, you you look at the players that France brought on and have on their squad. They're young, um, and they're building a the team for the to the Euros and the next World Cup. Like four years time, some of those will be in their prime. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Bappy will be in his prime. Like yeah. you think he's in his prime now? If he stays fit and plays football, he's going to be incredible.
0: Yeah um yeah thanks for the question uh neve and joe uh i didn't know where we was going but sure if it's a genuine question then i suppose they, i have to give a genuine answer
1: <laughs> they wanted this they wanted to surprise you
0: yeah hopefully we'll uh hopefully get to see you guys in the next uh, couple of days as well it'll actually be nice so uh yeah thanks for the question uh quickly before we go now we're going to just talk uh about the second chance league again not really too much to us, to be honest it's probably an initiative or a thing that uh you know, Premier League or Fantasy Premier League has to try and you know create a little bit more interest and stop the drop off of players after the World Cup. Um, it's basically a league or a mini league that you can enter, or just like a thing where you can win. So it's from game week seventeen to to thirty eight or whatever, and um, yeah, you can win it outright. So there's there's a prize for winning the overall amount of points from game week seventeen to thirty eight. So check it out online. Uh, <laughs> I, I I might enter it for the crack. Do you know, if, if if everyone can enter it, then why not? I suppose it's uh, no harm. But um, yeah, I just seen it there this morning. I said I mention it. Um, game week seventeen plans, just very briefly, Dara. What's what's the plan for game week seventeen? Is there anything major you're looking to do or
1: uh, not a major? Have, have you
0: looked at it? If you haven't, it's fine. We just said uh, I
1: I've kind of had a look at. It. I need to sit down properly and have a look at my team again. Um, Be quite busy the last couple of days, but. Yeah. I don't think I'm I'm quite happy for now mm. um, no major changes I don't think yeah. um, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to have a look at it again and just see
0: yeah okay yeah no I'm, I'm the same to be honest uh, we probably uh, just going to run out of time uh, so just to go through that but we'll uh, we'll give our full game week 17 reaction and look ahead to mm. game week 18 uh, over the next week or so uh, we're not too sure when we're going to get a chance to do the, the next pod I'm sure it's going to be next week at some stage we'll sit down and record it Um. But uh, quick captaincy options for Game Week 17 if you're looking for them. Uh, I've just written down uh, City attacker against Leeds. I would just captain Haaland, to be honest. I wouldn't think too much about it. You could go for Bruno against Forrest. That's a pretty good option as well, as we mentioned. Salah versus Villa, mm. 100%. They're probably the three top options, to be honest. Kane versus Brentford. He will be right up there as well. And Chelsea players against Bournemouth. You could definitely go for that too. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. We've got through an awful lot of stuff there. Hopefully, it is some use to uh, you FPL managers. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FPL. Head on over to Instagram as well. I'm going to try and be a little bit more active on that as well. And head on over to Spotify. Type in the Fantasy FPL podcast. You'll find us there. Subscribe. Rate the podcast. Share it with your friends. So on and so forth. It'll help us a lot. Dara, thanks a million for joining me once again.
1: Thanks, Steve.
0: Enjoy uh, that. want to wish... All our listeners, a very happy Christmas. Enjoy the next few days. And we will uh, chat to you all again next week. Hopefully lots of green arrows all around. And uh, it's not an absolute disaster class because if it is, it'll be like, I don't know, we'll, we'll be in mourning here next next week. We'll be like, oh my <laughs> God, our season's over. <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll chat to you then. So uh, best of luck for game week 17. Um, and we'll chat to you soon. Talk to you later.
1: Merry Christmas.